What is really fresh, my listeners? It's your boy Edwin Kruger coming back at you for another episode of the Kruger Dissection. And today I am joined by my very first Italian guest, Piper. <laughs> Say what's up. Hi, what's up? <laughs> it's me, Italian guest. Italian ghost. Yes. I said Italian guest, but also, yes. Oh, guest. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> uh-huh. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I just got off work. I worked like 10 hours, so that was pretty sick. Um, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, quick question. Where mm-hmm. do you work at? <clears throat> um, I'm a studio assistant for like a painter. So I just like mix paint and like take pictures and do that kind of stuff. Sounds fun and exciting, which also goes hand in hand with what you do as, I guess, a professional um, yeah, um, like the photography and stuff. Yeah, photography. Uh, yeah. So for anyone who's unfamiliar with you, uh, introduce yourself to the listeners and state, you know, what you do. Okay. Um, well, my name is Piper. I'm 19. Um, I do freelance photography, um, a little bit of videography. Um, I'm also in a band. Um, yeah. Really and know. what is your band's name? So Without. Okay, awesome, perfect. So I'm just going to ask you a few things about photography, so without, and you. Sure. That sounds cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go from the very beginning. Um, and I mean very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. Where were you born? I was born uh, in Vegas, actually, born and raised. And uh, which part of Vegas did you like primarily remember growing up in? Um, mostly like Henderson, um east side a little bit i guess but mostly henderson yeah and growing up what was life like with you know just growing up in vegas um it wasn't it wasn't too bad i mean growing up in vegas is definitely like its own thing in itself like growing up around casinos and like strip clubs and all of that stuff (laughs) um but it wasn't bad my childhood was really good um i have a lot of family that i'm really close to so that was definitely really cool that's sweet always you know gotta have family to be with you through Mm -hmm. thick and thin Mm -hmm. and as we've grown up growing up in vegas yeah casinos strip clubs yeah everything's open 24 7 yeah it's it's really weird to like go to other states and other cities and it's like 12 o'clock and i'm like why isn't walmart open that's so weird and it's just only a vegas thing and yeah not even at like 12 it's like 10 o'clock nine o'clock everything's closing down it's like yeah it's like what am i supposed to do i just woke up yeah (laughs) (laughs) so with your music and photography which one really came first into play like when did you realize like oh this is really cool um, I think it was music first. I learned how to play guitar when I was like 12. So I guess that came first. And then I got into photography when I was like 15, 16-ish. So yeah, yeah. How did you first learn to play the guitar? <laughs> um, I had like a really shitty acoustic that I got for Christmas when I was like eight years old that I never touched. And then I was really bored one day and I was like, I'm going to learn how to play this. So I learned <laughs> it was um, White Stripes by Seven Nation Army was like the first song that I learned. And I watched like a YouTube tutorial. And then the next day I like just I just learned how to play it. And that was it. And then I just kind of like turned into this huge thing from there. 
So yeah. you would say that you're a self-taught guitarist? Yeah, definitely, definitely. No um, lessons, no. Never no, take no. any lessons or anything, no. All right, that's actually kind of cool, you know, being self-taught, being like, hey, let's do this, why not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how I am about, like, pretty much everything, I guess, in my life. Uh, I feel like anything that I want to learn, I can teach myself. And then as for photography, that started at age 15. What's the story behind that? How did that really get started? So, um, I used to be really into film and, like, like videography and stuff. And that was something I've been into since I was, like, like 10 or 11. And then um, I ended up going to a tech school for video production. And then the major at the tech school kind of fell apart. Someone got fired. There was no teacher. <laughs> it was just, like, really crazy story. But because of that, I had to pick a new major, like, major. Um, and I ended up doing photography by default. And I ended up really, really liking it. So kind of stuck with it. If you're comfortable saying, uh, what school was this where the teacher got fired? <laughs> it was SECTA, actually. SECTA? SECTA. So SECTA, yeah. SECTA sucks. Like, it's, it's the worst place on earth. <laughs> Why would you say that? It's, you know, just high school. I don't know. I graduated, like, a year and a half, almost two years ago. And I just hated every second of it. It was terrible. The place is awful. Awful, awful. School is not for everybody. That's really all I could say to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then switching from videography to photography, um, about how much of the skills kind of carried over? Um, a lot of it did, actually. Um, I was mostly into cinematography than anything else. And cinematography is basically just like moving photography. So a lot of that like intersected. And that's why I still do some video work because I already have that like previous knowledge um, in the past. And it just, it all, every kind of media just kind of like goes together like graphic design, photography, videography. So one, two, three, yeah. <laughs> So as so you know, switching from one to the other, it was easy. Yeah. But when did you really start taking like photography like seriously? Like, hey, you know, I could make a few bucks from this. Mm -hmm. Um, it was my senior year of high school. Um, I really hated the teacher that I had, and I was like, I'm gonna do everything I can to prove this guy wrong. And with that was me like actually becoming a successful artist. Um, so then I realized, you know can make money off this i can be successful with this and it's something that i was really passionate about so it, was, it wasn't hard to take it seriously why did you hate your teacher <laughs> um he's just a douchebag to be completely transparent um yeah he was super just not the best teacher he didn't want to teach his students like the important things with photography he didn't want to teach us anything about like running like a business with art um there's just a lot of things like i feel like i taught myself in that class even though i was there for almost four years so you would not recommend him as a teacher to no him? absolutely not no i i could teach that class i would right now as a teenage girl and i feel like i would do a better job than he would <laughs> and you're self-taught in photography as well yeah, to some extent. Um, I mean, with having a bad teacher, you kind of have no choice but to teach yourself. So, like, I had access to a lot of the equipment that was in the class, but 
I didn't have a teacher teaching us how to use it or like any sort of technical skills or anything. So I guess I did teach myself mo most of those. And with teaching yourself, you would resort to like websites, YouTube, just press buttons and see what they do. Mm -hmm, pretty much. Um, I watched a lot of YouTube tutorials. Um, YouTube is super helpful. But uh, with photography, you learn just through doing it. So like after school and on weekends and stuff, I would just always have my camera with me and just shoot like literally everything I possibly could. And that's that's how I learned. Awesome. And now since you graduated and you take photography a lot more seriously, how has that been going? It's really good. Um, it's opened up a lot of doors and I've been getting a lot of opportunities recently with it. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's really stressful at times, like trying to run a business super young, even though it's not like a full business yet. It's just like a kind of like a side hustle, but it's it's been really incredible. And it's something I really love doing. Hustle is going to hustle. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and with the self-run business, um, how would you like describe that business? Like um, in what way? Like, do you, like, run everything? Are you the one, like, taking care of your own bookings? Like oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, my website, social media, all, like, my prices and everything, like, I've built up myself. And that's been super stressful. It's, it's really hard as a creative person to deal with, like, the business side of everything. And that's the one part that really gets me is, like, how do you cold call clients how do you like reach out to people and try to collaborate with them how do you like set a definitive like price point for everything um so that's been like i'm doing all of that myself and i'm also like super young and not very well experienced in just life in general so it's really hard at times but it's it's very rewarding and with everything being self like run and everything being rewarding what would you say would be, like, your proudest accomplishment yet, only at the age of 19? Um, lately, other than just, like, like the, I guess, like, the money I've made from it. Like, I don't want to base anything on, like, a monetary value. Um, but I just had a billboard that was, um, that has some of my work on it downtown for this restaurant that I shot for. So that's really cool. Because that's, that's like, crazy that a picture I took is on a billboard in downtown Las Vegas. Like, that's super cool. Um, I also just won a contest recently for some, like, street photography I did. So that was really cool. Um, so, yeah, those are, like, my two, like, big accomplishments as of lately. And with the billboard, what's the billboard? Like, what's the restaurant you shot for? Oh, it's Makers and Finders. They're, like, a coffee brunch spot I used to work for. Um, I just did some work for the owner because I was working in the bar there and it ended up being like really, really cool. It was a good like relationship we had there for a little bit. Um, I did like all of their, um, like social media content. Um, I shot like their whole food menu and a bunch of like other little candid stuff for them. So that was really cool. And when you first shot the pics that eventually went onto the billboard, were you aware that that was like what it was going to be used for or were you just like driving one day and you just came across <laughs> it? Um, I had no clue that's what it was going to be used for. He just said he wanted pictures of the food stuff 
and so I shot the whole menu. I didn't charge him a whole lot because like I was working there and it felt weird to like charge my boss when he's the one that pays me. I don't know. It was really weird. A weird situation. But he texts me later on that day and he's like, hey, I'm thinking about using this picture for a billboard. And I was like, hold up, that picture is garbage. So then I went and I reshot it like a week and a half later. And then I did a bunch of like little things with it to make it look better. And then it ended up on the billboard like a month later. So that was really cool. So obviously with like reshooting it, you hold yourself up to high standards. Oh, yeah. I mean, if something's going to be seen by like thousands of people, I don't want it to be like something I'm not happy with. That makes total sense. If as an artist, you gotta be happy with your art. Because mm-hmm. if you're not happy with it, how can you expect others to be happy with yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And I just, I don't know. I don't want to give. I mean, the picture that I originally gave him wasn't terrible. It just wasn't like billboard quality. It was just kind of like a picture of like a sandwich. Like it wasn't that cool. <laughs> so I really had to like make it pop. So how does it feel knowing that you managed to take a picture of a boring old sandwich? And turn then turn it into something that you're proud of, like to this day. Um, yeah, it feels really good. It, it feels like I don't know. It's even. It's not even just with the billboard. It's just seeing my work literally anywhere when people re- like repost my stuff on social media. When I shoot like weddings for people, just seeing like them show that off is like super rewarding, and it feels like incredible. And as for the weddings, were the weddings here in Vegas, or did you, like, travel outside of Vegas for the weddings? Um, I've only shot stuff in Vegas so far, but I would like to travel for a wedding one day. If anyone's interested, it'd be super cool. And if someone were interested, how would they contact you? I have a website, um, and I have an Instagram that's definitely preferred over my website. It's at PiperFerrari underscore. You can reach me on there. Awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. So now, moving on from photography to music, um, obviously you said that you started playing guitar at age 12? Mm-hmm, yeah. And when did, you know, that guitar playing turn into your band, So Without? Um, so when I was playing guitar, I never really took it serious. I didn't really, like, try to learn um a whole lot i used to do like super lo-fi acoustic indie stuff when i was in like high school and then um i graduated i kind of stopped playing music for about a year and then i realized like oh it's something i really like doing um but i don't want to just play guitar anymore i want to do vocals and i really wanted to start a screamo band because that's what i was super into at the time still am into so um i like reached out on twitter and i was like hey who wants to start a screamo band with me and then the guitarist of so without uh, his name is jacody he reached out to me and then it was just uh the two of us when we first started everything and when you guys started what was that like being like hey i've never met you before but you know let's do something (laughs) um i met him so like he goes to a lot of shows like hardcore shows so we were definitely like acquaintances when we met um but at the first practice it was um me him and then like two of his friends that i have never met before that were like part of the like very original lineup um that was like super awkward to be completely honest <laughs> just because i didn't really know anyone there and i'm not a very social person but it was really cool and we got to like just hang out and jam for a little bit and yeah it was it was fun even though it was awkward so with all awkwardness aside, you're more than glad you like fought through it and stuck with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I was definitely really nervous. Um, I wasn't sure if, like, how serious this project was going to be <coughs> originally, but I am. Coronavirus. Huh? Coronavirus coughing. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so, I yeah. apologize. Continue. <laughs> no, I don't have anything else to say. That's it. Yeah, I'm happy I stuck through it. Oh. All right. Well, when did the three other members get involved? And if it was just you two and two other people at first? Mm -hmm. Um. So those two, they ended up not being a part of the project. No, like hard feelings or anything. Um. And then we needed a basis, so I reached out to my friend Jasmine. And then it was uh, me, Jasmine, and Jacody originally. Um. Jacody, pretty much. I mean, he wrote everything, like, musically for the first demo that we put out um, in GarageBand on his phone. And then he would just give me his phone, I'd go up into the closet upstairs, and then I would record vocals on it. And then it was later when, like, Jasmine started writing the bass lines, and then uh, our friend Joey reached out to us to play drums. And then that was, I guess, the full lineup for the most part, yeah. So with everything being, you know, done very minimal, <laughs> uh-huh. how have things like since like progressed since then with like the writing process mm-hmm. and collaborating with each other to make sure like, hey, you know, I think this is good, but you know, let, maybe let's try this or let's try mm-hmm. this. Well, so like I said, when we first did everything, it was literally on like an iPhone 6 in GarageBand, like recorded in a closet and in my car, like the drums weren't, like, actual drums. The bass, like, wasn't actually bass. The only thing that was, like, actually recorded was the guitar and my vocals. Um, so it has a very, like, lo-fi sound to it. Very, like, old-school screamo sound. And then when um, Josh, our old guitarist, um, first joined the band, he was a second guitarist, um, he added in a lot of really cool lead parts, and then we brought in, like, an actual drummer who... Like, I don't know, Joey's super talented. So everyone just kind of added their own, like, little spin on everything. And our sound live versus our sound, like, on the demo with the same, like, five songs, just, it's, like, two, it's, like, night and day, almost. It's it's insane how much we've progressed just by, like, playing together as a group. And when you guys are playing together as a group, uh, what would you say that your guys' like, biggest inspirations are for So Without? Like, musically? Like, other bands? Musically, or anything that's, like, other than musically? Um, a lot of early 2000s, like, Screamo, and early 2000s Metalcore. Um, yeah, I would say... I don't know, everyone kind of has their own, um, like, inspirations for, like... Like, I have my own, like, musical inspirations, and so does Jacody, and so does Joey, and so does everyone else. But it's just, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I guess, I don't really want to name any bands, because everyone has their own, like, little thing. Um, so yeah, yeah. But a lot of early 2000s Screamo, just in general. Well, what would you say would be, like, your inspirations for, like, you personally? Um, so, like, the band I wrote haikus about cannibalism in your yearbook, they're huge for me. Um, another, uh, screamo band, they're called I Hate Myself. Um, <laughs> um, also, like, I'm a huge, like, Poison the Well fan. Um, I really like a newer band that's out called Foxtails, and I've gotten a lot of, like, vocal inspirations from them and the singer for that band. Um, so, yeah, yeah. 
And then with vocals, are you? <laughs> oh no, no, you're fine. Uh-huh. But with vocals, are you self-taught in that too? Yeah, I mean, I'm just yelling, so it's not really like <laughs> anything I need to be taking lessons for, or getting trained for. So just, you taught yourself how to yell. Yeah, I just like went into the closet and just like screamed, and I was like, "Cool, that works." And then I just wrote, "Just keep doing." <laughs> so with the yelling and you know, with not really being trained. Um, you wanted to capture, like, raw emotions into what you were saying? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, that's a good way to put it, yeah. Is there, like, any other way you would put it personally, or...? No, um, (laughs) I guess it's just because I don't know any other way to do it. Um, so me just, like, yelling about things that I'm, like, sad about is, like, inherently very, like, emotional and raw and just like real and i guess that's just how like the whole band like wants to be like all of our intentions with everything we we write and like everything instrumentally as well as vocally is just to be very raw and real and like legit like emotion so with the raw emotions and stuff um obviously that carries on to your lyrics yeah yeah definitely (laughs) um yeah what song would you say would be like the hardest or like what song was written during like a mindset or a time in your life that was probably the hardest for you? Um, I think it was probably uh, Brimstone Hell, comma me. Um, yeah, that song. It was. I wrote that song when I was in school and I was dating this girl who was in the closet at the time, and it was just like a super toxic relationship. And it's hard, I guess, to be so young and to have like so much ambition and like energy towards life but then also be in the super toxic like just not good relationship at the same time and that's what that song is mostly about and then obviously those lyrics you know, one can see your meaning through them when reading them off mm-hmm. and find them but when i read it personally i see kind of a sort of like poetry behind it mm-hmm. lyrics such as i am the sun and i am the moon and I'm every star in the sky, and I'm everything and anything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, where does the poetry side of things come from? Um, I don't know. I really like repetition. And I don't like those, like, super, like, weird metaphorical things. I don't know if that's a word, metaphorical. But the weird, like, metaphors in, um, like, I guess writing is not something that I'm super crazy about myself. So it's, like, I mean that literally, like... I know that I have all this potential and I have all this ambition and things that, like, I want to do in places I want to go. But at the same time, it's like, like, yes, I am all of these things, but I can't feel it because, like, of this relationship that I'm in and this, like, headspace that I'm in, I guess. So, obviously, very deep and very meaningful uh, lyrics to you. Mm -hmm. And if... You know, let's say there was someone out there listening to this who was kind of in the same situation you were. Mm-hmm. What would you say to them, mm-hmm. knowing that you went through kind of what they went through? I guess I would just tell anyone, you know, whether, like, you happen to be gay or not. Um, like, even if you're not dating someone who's in the closet, um, if you're in, like, a toxic relationship, like, don't stay in it. Like, you are so young, and... There is so much more to life than just, like, this one person that goes to your high school that you just so happen to be dating. And I see so many young girls that are, like, just, like, heartbroken by this one guy. And it's like, dude, you're 17. Like, 
there's more to the world than just him. And it's so hard to see that when you're so young and you're just like your whole life is school. Cause you have like, there's, you don't really have a choice to see much more than that. But I would just like, like get out of that. Just be your own person and just do what you want to do. Very motivational. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I am very hoping that maybe this advice would help someone out there. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then another side to the song too, with the whole like, um, like being in the closet or being with someone that's in the closet. Um, that'll pass eventually. It's really hard to deal with when you're dealing with it, but as soon as it's over, it kind of gives you like almost a sense of pride. Like, oh, I went through this, and like I lived through this, and even though it was super like shitty situation to be in at the time, like I don't know. It just it gets better, I guess, the older you get. That's to my young gaze out there. <laughs> Youngies, everyone under the age of, I don't know, like 18. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Yeah. And then another song I want to talk about is, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Nautical. Nautical yeah. Star Tattoo. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, perfect. Um, I mean, just reading through the lyrics, there's one that stands out to me the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you miss me like I miss me? <laughs> Oh my god, that lyric is so corny. I'm not even gonna, like, lie. Like, it's so corny. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that's just about, like, I don't know. Like, there's a point in your life when you're, like, the best you can be, and then there's a point in your life when you're, like, at your worst. And I guess the do you miss me like I miss me is, like, do you miss, like, the person I was back before, like, I felt this way or before all this, like, awful shit in my life happened um yeah yeah so that's what that means <laughs> like do you miss me like i miss feeling that way do you miss me like i miss the old me pretty much yeah yeah and then like with the song as a whole what, mm-hmm. what would you say is the meaning to you okay so this song is basically like there is like there's there's different layers to it um a lot of it is like there's a lot of bad people in the world and growing up you just kind of realize how like terrible the world that we live in is um but another side to that is like i know the world is terrible but i know that i'm a good person and i know that i'm gonna like keep doing whatever i can to keep the like compassion that i have for the terrible world that we live in and then it's also like i'm I guess everything kind of just ties back into, like, being young and ambitious, but also dealing with, like, mental illness and stuff on the side of that. So I guess the, like, like, I'll go and I'll go and I'll never stop. Um, like, that lyric specifically is, like, I'm going to go and work and work and work. Like, not even just working, like, a job, but working to, like, build my career and working towards, like, my band and, like, being a better person for myself until, like, it literally kills me. And that's, I guess, the song, like, in a whole, basically. And then with working and working and working, um, has there ever been a time where you feel like you've, like, overworked yourself to, like, a breaking point? Yeah, definitely. I used to overwork myself so much, like, I would get, like, sick, like, physically sick. Um, It was, like, I want to say, like, six months ago, maybe a little bit longer. Um, Kind of around the time I, like, wrote these lyrics. I was working full-time at a job. I was doing photography almost full-time. I was, like, 
out every single night, like, with my friends. Um, and I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it was just, like, waking up at, like, 5 in the morning, getting off work at, like, 3, and then being out doing stuff, doing photography, doing, like, all these different little side hustles up until, like, midnight. And it was just, like, so exhausting. I never slept. Like, I was just so obsessed with, like, working and just, like, doing stuff that I would get, like, the flu, like, twice, like, or I guess, like, every two months, basically. It was it was pretty rough. And then with overworking yourself, how did you, like, cope with it? Or, like, when did you, like, realize, like, hey, this is becoming way too much for me. I need to slow things down. Um, It was when I kept getting sick. And then I was like, this is getting to be too much. And then eventually um, I decided to go back to school, like, or not to go back to school, to start college. Um, and then because of that, I had to go part-time at my job. And then as soon as I stopped working so much at my actual, like, day job, I realized that, like, I felt like I could breathe again. Like, I took a break from doing photography for, like, a month. I went part-time at my job. Um, I was going to school for a little bit, but I wasn't really taking it serious. And then I was just, like, I just felt so much better overall. And that's when I realized that I was overworking myself. And then with school, um, are you still enrolled in it? No, no. Um, no, I was going for um, secondary art education, which is, like, being, like, a high school, like, art teacher. Um and then I realized that I just don't like school and I don't want to be a teacher. So I dropped out. And did you specifically study that major to replace your old photography teacher? <laughs> um, maybe I did, but I didn't mean to. I think I just disliked him so much that I just like, I don't know. It would like, he has such a cool job and he just doesn't realize how cool and meaningful his job could be. And I wanted to, like, I guess, replace him in a sense, yeah. <laughs> Out with the old, in with the new. Exactly, yeah. So grabbing all of these, like, raw emotions, deep meanings, and overall just out there music, whether it being hardcore or um, screamo, mm -hmm. how does all that come together when you when So Without performs live? Um, that's a good question. Um, I guess it's just, at first, like, doing it, like, practicing with my band as a whole. Because when we first started off, like, I didn't do vocals in front of anyone. I was just, like, up in someone's closet, just, like, screaming. Um, being able to, like, show all that emotion that comes out in front of, like, the people that I'm closest to. And then to do that again in front of a bunch of, like, friends that I have and my family and everything was really, really hard. But it works because i don't have to like try to have a stage presence or anything it's just like oh this is what i actually feel like i'm actually like this upset like i'm actually like like these are real feelings if that if that makes sense i don't know if that answers your question oh yeah that definitely answers okay, it. okay. <laughs> that does make sense don't worry okay but with performing like mm -hmm. like obviously you gotta like engage the crowd because yeah. you know you can't be shy or else nobody's gonna pay attention mm -hmm. You know, I haven't, I don't think I really focus on, like, who's paying attention. I don't try to, like, engage with an audience because I feel like once you try to be, like, once you try to make an engagement like that, <clears throat> it's never genuine. Like, it doesn't feel genuine. So if you just get up there and you just do your own thing and you just 
lay on the stage and start screaming, like, people are going to notice and they're going to pay attention, especially if, like, the music you have backing that is, like, really cool. So I think, I mean, not to sound cocky or anything, but, <laughs> um, yeah, engagement is something that, like, I don't know. I've never it's really thought. It's natural. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that makes perfect sense, and that—that's obviously something that a lot of performers could relate to. In the sense that, like, I'm just doing my thing. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But then, like, as a band as a whole, um, you know, like, not trying to speak for any other members, but how does the chemistry really come together on stage? Um, dude, like. We play so well together, just as a whole. Like, even if you take me, like, completely out of the, like, equation, and you just have the, like, people who do the, like, who play the instruments there, like, even at practice, it's like everyone's brains just kind of, like, click together. Like, it's just, it's so cohesive and just works so well that it's, there's never been, like, a bad moment since we played a show so far. There's never been a time where, like, someone's like fucked up and it's throwing everyone off like we kind of just all get each other for the most part and that's really cool and with your shows which shows have you played we've only played three so far um our first one was at shiba hut and that was with i don't remember who we played that show with <laughs> what was that oh i'm sorry my girlfriend's in the room um <laughs> we played um it was at shiba hut with uh perspective a lovely hand to hold which is a really good like soft indie band um we played another show which is a house show with this band um a bunch of other local bands it was like bow um sound of youth um shake the baby till the love comes out they're from new york they're cool um that show was really sick and then our most recent show was with orthodox and that was at american legion and that was really cool because that was our first like real hardcore show and with it being like the first real hardcore show, um, how would you like describe like the hardcore community or the hardcore scene here in Vegas? I love, I mean, I'm a huge part of the hardcore scene out here. I try to go to like as many shows as I can. I try to be like as involved as I can. Um, everyone there is super cool. Like the whole scene in general is just so welcoming. It's like, I don't want to use the word family because that sounds corny, but like it literally is. And everyone just like cares about each other and it's just there to like write music and beat each other up and it's just it's it's an amazing thing and anyone who is looking to get involved in a local music scene like i would definitely recommend them to come to a few shows and check it out and with everybody being like you said not to be corny but like a family mm -hmm. and everybody really getting along together mm -hmm. do you have any stories that you could share about like the scene or shows where like whether it be like attending or playing um, yeah, actually, so there was, um, there's this band called Folsom, and they're, like, this huge, like, super well-known hardcore band, and they're from Vegas, and they just played a reunion show not too long ago, um, and seeing that was incredible, um, just, like, the energy in the room, everyone was so excited, and everyone, like, the crowd was just so involved with the band, like, seeing that was super cool, and then we also did, um, like, a, uh, like, or not Halloween, like a holiday uh, toy drive show, which is a free show with a bunch of local bands um, with just like a toy donation. And that was really cool because there was like an entire wall filled with like brand new toys for kids and seeing a bunch of 
like super young people being able to come together and like actually contribute something to the community was a really cool thing to be a part of. That sounds sweet. Um, yeah. With the whole toy donation. Mm-hmm. Um, who was that? If you remember, who was that really like organized by? Was it by the band? No, it was by, um, so Black Path is, um, I guess the group that books all of the hardcore shows and they put that whole thing together and they brought in like the charity organization and everything. So like everything, almost everything that's in the hardcore scene right now, like is because of Black Path. Like they do, it's a group of, um, like four or five people and they just throw all the shows together. They get everyone together, find venues, bring bands out here, do those like charity shows. And it's just an amazing group of people. So Black Path. Black Path. Yeah. Black Path Booking is the full, like their full name. How would you describe working with Black Path? Um, yeah, I haven't really worked with them to be honest with you, but seeing how they're able to like put Vegas on the map as like a legit place for bands to stop into as like a legit like music scene and not just a group of like 10 people like this is a legit like thing um that's really cool to see them be able to do that like if it wasn't for them we wouldn't have a hardcore scene like to be completely honest like they bring all the bands in here they find the venues like they do all of the hard work that goes into having a scene so Black Path are definitely good people. Oh, amazing people, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like the OGs. They're, oh, they're, yeah, yeah. They've been in the scene for so long, yeah. So with the whole, like, hardcore scene growing bigger by the day, mm-hmm. does So Without have any specific plans for the future? We do, yes. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything, um, but we have some really cool shows coming up. There's one in May that we're, like, super, super stoked on. I don't think I can say anything yet. Um, but, yeah, we're playing a show um, on the 7th of next month with Purity. And they're this, like, old Vegas band that is starting to come back. And they're doing their, like, reunion show. So that's a really big thing that we're doing. Um, but I, I can't really say anything farther than that, unfortunately. But, yeah. yeah. Classified information. Big things coming soon. That's all I can say. <laughs> Well, Piper, before we go, is there anything like you want to say to people that, you know, maybe want to listen to your uh, band's songs, maybe contact you for photo shoots, anything like that? Yeah, um, well, like all of our music is on Spotify, Apple Music, um, YouTube, like literally every single streaming platform we are on. Um, also on Bandcamp, if you want to download our music, if you're old school. Um, and yeah, just reach out to me on Instagram or through my website. If you're interested in doing any sort of like photography collaboration or anything of that sort. And your Instagram Instagram once again is at Piper Ferrari underscore. Underscore. It's just my name. Yeah, just my name. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, thank you, Piper, for taking time out of your day to do this interview. It was really fun getting to meet you and getting to know about you and your band. Yeah, thank you for reaching out to me. I appreciate it a lot. And thank you, the listener, for listening to another episode of the Cougar Dice section. Make sure to leave a five-star review and subscribe to stay up to date with future episodes. My name is Edwin, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Deuces. Deuces.